next on BYU Sports Nation, riding the waves into Pacific. Concern for BYU basketball after a 29-point win? What's that all about? Former Cougar center Chris Miles will be in studio to weigh in on the Cougars and their road trip. And how did our head-to-head going for two picks go? Plus, guard young of BYU Gymnastics, the broadcast major in college, and Olympic silver medalist. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by... The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B is live on a Friday. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. January 20th, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. My name is Spencer Linton. I am teamed up with... The BYUSN Secretary of Snark, Jerem Jordan. If I'm asked to do this, I'll do it. And I was about three and a half years ago. (laughs) Today's a big day. The Mormon Tabernacle Choir just finished singing at the presidential inauguration. That's that's a big deal, and that's very cool. And this is this is a big day. Whatever whatever side politically or whatever, Um, the the fact that you can transfer power peacefully, pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So. Uh, props to the uh, an early rise shout to the Mormon Tabernacle Choir at the presidential inauguration. Very I believe he was just officially inaugurated. It's it's happening. So now he is President Donald John Trump. I think it's coming up. And for yeah. those of you watching us live right now, clearly you are true BYU Sports Nation Americans. There it is. Boom. So thank you. Yeah, nation <clears throat> nation is the operative word in our show today, right? <laughs> Right. Here's a fun fact for you. Donald Trump's net worth, as looked up by Jerem Jordan this morning, is $4.5 billion. Okay? Mm, That's some serious coin in the White House. That's some lettuce. All right? His paycheck is roughly $400,000 a year. That is .00001% of his net worth. Yeah. (laughs) We talk about teachers being underpaid. I think the president's a little underpaid. Is it? Man, that's not even close to a lateral move for President Trump. What what is uh what does John Gruden think of uh the <laughs> I tell you what, Tariqo, I really like what this Donald John Trump guy's gonna bring to the White House. That guy is awesome, man. Hey, nothing bad's happened so far, I guess. <laughs> it's been seventy one like seconds. Ten seconds, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, so fun. Uh, Up ahead are going for two picks, including some fans watching us in the moment. We'll get to the details of that when we get to our going for two picks. Really funny that it is translated now to watching things and us as it develops. Someone said, I see you a lot, but you don't see me. And I said, I know, it's a creepy relationship. (laughs) It really is. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU men's basketball Routing Pepperdine last night, 99-70. to Emery up for a three. Got it! And with that shot, Emery extends his streak to 29 games with a made three-pointer. That's the most in school history. As Dave McCann just called on the BYU TV sports broadcast last night, Nick Emery breaking Jimmer Fredette's record for most consecutive games with a three-pointer. 29. BYU at Pacific at 6 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. Why in the world is Dave Rose stressed after a 29-point win? More on that in What's Trending. And former player Chris Miles will add his two cents to the matter. Maybe three. Or six foot eleven worth. Yeah. He's going to join us. Pretty cool stuff. It was also a crazy night from distance for the ladies. 
Thinks about pulling up, instead gives it to Broadhead. Broadhead over to Chase. Three-point attempt for BYU, and another three-pointer made for BYU. 11 in all in the first half, 14 total for the Cougars, as BYU was crazy from distance. 11 in a game is awesome. Yeah, 11 in the first half. So BYU had a terrible second half shooting the three. (laughs) They only made three? They only made three! I'm just kidding. BYU won that uh, at Pepperdine, 73-47, season-high 14 threes. The Cougars play tomorrow. At home against Pacific for Eastern Time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. BYU tied for first place with Gonzaga right now. ESPN draft expert Mel Kuyper gives BYU running back Jamal Williams a third-round grade, listing him as the eighth-best running back prospect in the NFL draft. He also mentioned Harvey Longy and Kai Nakua as late-round possibilities. How about that? Can BYU really have multiple draft picks? I have Jamal Williams as the draft pick, and then I'm, I'm hoping that someone else sneaks in there. I would Kai love Nakua, that. Love probably it. your next best option. Maybe Harvey Long. Yeah, like may, maybe Harvey can make a name for himself in the uh, Reese's Senior Bowl. Playing in, in the in Senior Mobile. Bowl is a big deal. That's, that's really important. So uh, good luck to those guys. Also, good luck to Kyle Van Noy, by the way, with the uh, Patriots. He'll play in the AFC Championship game. I wish Kyle good luck, but not the Patriots. Yeah, I was going to say, we strictly yeah. Yeah. asked you not to wish good luck to the Patriots, so thank you for yeah. clarifying that. yeah. The evil empire. <laughs> Number three, BYU men's volleyball rallied past 14th-ranked CSUN in the Matadome. Four sets last night. They lost the first set, won the next three. BYU has the longest winning streak in the MPSF right now, four matches in a row. Ben Patch led the Cougars with 16 kills, seven digs. The two teams play again tonight at 10 Eastern time. Get it done in the Matadome. That 12 consecutive wins against CSUN now for BYU? Sure, man. Sounds great. It's pretty good. Yeah, Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Dungeons and Cougars. Dominant, needed performance last night for BYU basketball. 99-70. Energy really good. Tons of positives. Crowd got loud. But Dave Rose, the head coach, is anything but relaxed after a 29-point rout of Pepperdine. He was borderline stressed. But why? Listen to this. What they didn't play... The biggest issue is that right now there's just no question, if you follow us around, if you've traveled with us, if you've been with us, that we're not the same team outside of our building as we are inside of our building. And we've got to – it's getting late here. We've got to figure out how to do that. You were there, Jerem. He looks stressed. I, I've not seen a coach look like that after a win like that before. He looks stressed because he knows that the road – BYU playing on the road has been tough. And as you heard – we're not the same on the road that we are at home. So BYU has some things to figure out, which brings us to the stat of the day. Mm. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU's 1-2 and two in road games this year. Remember, in non-conference, BYU didn't play a road game. They played some neutrals. Road is playing in someone else's gym, right? USC, Valpo, St. Louis, Illinois. Those aren't road games. Those are neutral. Neutral-ish on USC and Illinois. I get it. But 1-2. and 1-2. BYU's lost to St. Mary's. Lost to San Diego, and they beat LMU, but they were down 18 and came back. BYU's played really poorly on the road. They have some things to figure out. That's why, after a 29-point win, Dave Rose, in my opinion, looked and sounded stressed. What would former San Diego State and Michigan coach Brady Hoke say about the matter, Jerem? It's not good! (laughs) That's what he'd say. (laughs) 
I love the Dan Patrick Show. One and two in road games this year. BYU at Pacific tomorrow, 6 Eastern for road game number four. Let's be real, like Dave Rose. It is not pretty for BYU basketball. And nobody knows it better than his close personal friend, Steve Cleveland, who added his real talk to the matter earlier this week. What they didn't play in that preseason is a legitimate road game. And so when you look at the three road games that BYU has played at LMU, at St. Mary's, a very good St. Mary's team, and San Diego, BYU has not played well like they've played at home. Let's recap again, Jerem, the specifics of those three road games, notably LMU. Down by 18, what in the world? The second biggest comeback win in the Dave Rose era, second only to an NCAA tournament record, coming back from 25 against Iona? Huh? That's the lone road win that BYU has. It took a mini miracle to pull that off at Gerson Pavilion in L.A. Now BYU has, uh, and as I mentioned, lost St. Mary San Diego. So now BYU has Pacific. Why in the world are we talking about this like it's some big deal? Wait, Pacific's 2-5 and five in conference, right? It's Pacific, right? It's because of the way BYU has played this year. A, a lot of that has to do with the youth and inexperience, right? At what point does that go away? Does that have to take all year? Well, Dave Rose said we got to figure it out in a hurry, yes, right? Yes, it's getting late, meaning late in the season. Yeah, there's, there's, so, there's some real concerns going into this game tomorrow. I never would have thought that. BYU has lost this game before. I am Pacific. absolutely intrigued by this situation. Isn't I, it? It's, it's, I, I can't wait for the game tomorrow. Weird is the word that sticks out to me. Yeah. Weird. So what happens in game number four at Pacific? Which brings us to our Twitter question. What's your one piece of advice for BYU basketball tomorrow at Pacific? Use the hashtag BYUSN. First tweet, at SodaCoog. Pretend you are playing in the Marriott Center. <laughs> Pretend. That's the thing. Well, you call it Dungeons and Cougars. That's, a, that's, darkest, a, sh- that's dark, a shot at the venue. Darkest gym in the West Coast Conference. There's been much ado about nothing uh, relative to the size of gyms, la di da The lighting, all that stuff. What does the gym size or location or lighting have to do with the result? If BYU and Pacific played a neutral court game at Sabino High School in Tucson, Arizona, <laughs> BYU should win that game handily. Shout out to Sabino High Send School. Send out to Sabino, Matt Bushman, <laughs> return missionary, what's up? Also, Max Hall's American Leadership Academy beat them for the state championship. Anyways, as the OC. BYU should beat Pacific. No if, buts, or ands about it. What are the keys to playing better on the road? Why not ask the guys who are actually going to take the court tomorrow? Eric Mika, after last night's dominant win against Pepperdine, specifically mentioning the need for BYU to respond when the home teams and the Cougars are on the road, go on a run. We get punched in the face where they make a little run, whether we're ahead or we're behind after that run. If we can just stick together and stick to our principles like we do here at home, then then we can get through that. It's just... Like I said earlier, it's, it's easier said than done. But and, we'll get it done Saturday. And here's the context to that. Because I, I specifically asked Eric and Elijah Brand about, okay, how do you play better on the road, right? It, uh, and, and, then, and they said, yeah, we need to figure that out. And I said, do you know the answer to that? Or do you still have to figure it out and kind of play it out? And that was Eric's response, which is, we need to bring energy. You talked to Nick Emery after the game as well. He had the same answer. More energy... Uh, on the road. How do you generate when, that? When the crowd is... And that's, and that's the question. The individual leadership, as highlighted by Steve Cleveland earlier in the week, of players bringing it themselves, need to do that. We're going to talk to Chris Miles coming up. 
I want to ask him how BYU did it when he played. When they'd go on the road and they'd get punched in the face, if you will. Sometimes literally, right? That, hap- that happens. Uh, how did they do that? Why is it so different this year? And how much of that is youth? And how much of it should be blamed on low energy in some of these buildings? Like, BYU has to create energy. I, wait, I thought that BYU fans showed up and it was a 50-50 year home game. So what, what is that angle to this? Are the, the fans aren't bringing that energy or BYU's not feeding off that energy? That, that is another That's interesting a, tidbit. I thought right? BYU always brought it on the road, and they do. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUS and join BYU Sports Nation. What's your one piece of advice for BYU basketball tomorrow at Pacific? At Twiggy or Stone tweets in, figure out a way to come out with high energy. There you go. If they can come out firing on all cylinders, should be an easy win. Is that the key? A quick start? Does that generate energy for and confidence for the rest of the game? There will always be resistance. We're talking about those moments of resistance. They haven't started super quickly. It would help. On the road. Oh, it would help, so, no uh, doubt. Yeah. Just an yeah. idea. Up next, as we mentioned, Chris Miles joins us to tell us his thoughts about playing on the road. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Station. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Ben Soups is back at it tomorrow, as mentioned, at Pacific. Tomorrow, 6 Eastern time. You can listen to it right here on BYU Radio. Twitter question today. What's your one piece of advice for BYU basketball tomorrow at Pacific? At VBJ84 tweets in, find a way to get up for Pacific. Score more points than UOP. Come on! Three, please don't lose to Pacific. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) The University of the Pacific. Like the whole ocean, this is the school. BYU beat Pacific by by 29. Same score they beat by uh, Pepperdine by last night. Isn't that weird? They bounced back after these road losses by winning by exactly 29. Now go on the road in Stockton and find a way. Find a way. Yeah, and lock your door. How do you solve the mystery of the road? Let's talk to somebody that played plenty of road games in a BYU basketball uniform. Chris Miles, the former center, friend of the program, in studio. Hey, Chris, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Okay, let's, uh, let's just go right to the meat of the matter, and that is what is happening with BYU basketball on the road and how do they fix it? <laughs> So jumping right into the meat, you know, I only get so many of these chances to talk about myself, you know, so (laughs) it's great to be here. Um, Now, this may or may not be a true stat. As far as I know, it is true. So I may have been the first Cougar to win at every opponent's gym on the road. Wow. So I may be the right guy to, you know, to have talking about this kind of stuff. Um, I know that that uh, the year after I graduated, I know that the guys finally got their own win at UNLV, but my freshman year, I got to win at UNLV. And so I think I was the first guy to win at every opponent's gym, and that was pretty cool for How me. How about that? Yeah. So, so what did you, what were the differences, you know, you play at home, BYU's been really good at home for a long time, like, like forever, right? Um, and then on the road, for some reason, this team, they're young, they're still figuring out, but it's not the first time in the gy- those gyms for Eric Mika, Nick Emery, sure. those guys. Sure. So how did you guys bring it on the road when there was some resistance? <clears throat> so uh, there's so many different ways to answer this question. I could bring up Ron Artest. He's somebody that's fo- – you remember years ago when uh, the Lakers won and Ron Artest took over game seven? Yes. You guys remember that? I remember. Kobe's missing shots, and Ron Artest is diving on the floor, getting every loose ball, getting every missed shot, rebounding it, putting it back in. That's how you win. Um, not just winning on the road, but that's how you win championships. Sometimes you have to fight. 
Um, just for fun. Well, you brought up Ron Artest in Fight, though. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. changed his name to he's a very, World yeah. Peace. He's a peaceful guy. Yeah, he's he a peaceful is. guy. Now he is. <laughs> but a scrapper on the court and a great person. A great person to those who know him uh, closely and know what he does with his personal life. You know, a lot of good there. But, uh, you know, there was a, there was a, a game where we, we struggled uh, on the road um, and we lost a road game while I was playing here at BYU. And uh, Coach Rose, I think just to find out what we were made of on the inside, he said, have any of you guys actually ever been in a fight? When you're in elementary school, did someone ever punch you in the nose? You know, and then what did you do? Did you lay on the ground or did you get up? You know, um, and, and I'm like, Coach, I've never been in a fight. I just got home from my mission. But let's go, you know. Um, that's, that's how I felt. And we responded, you know. We responded, so. Chris Miles with us on BYU Sports Nation in studio. We're bringing the energy, man. That's what I do. And the statistics. Okay, BYU beats Pepperdine by 29 last night. They get Pacific tomorrow. Where, what bit of advice would you give to BYU as they head out to take on the Tigers tomorrow? So a couple things. Um, you know, I, I, I watched um, the majority of the game last night. Um, I had an appointment that I had to go to. I have to, you know, pay my bills. So I didn't get to catch the whole game. But I, I, I watched a lot of the game. And I would say that for the most part, this is a game where guys would say, hey, we played as a team. Uh, lots of guys contributed. Um, defense was good. Um, what I would say um, to the guys, not that they need to hear it from me because they hear it from everybody else, um, but uh, I would say trust each other, you know, um, after big, big road wins, you know, I'd be sitting next to Noah Hartsock on the bus eating pizza, and he'd just start laughing. I'm like, Noah, what are you laughing about, you goofball? Because he's a goofball, and he'd laugh totally. sporadically, for, you know, seemingly for no reason, then he'll give you his reason. And, uh, <laughs> you know, um, we beat Arizona in, a, in their own tournament. They'd never lost before. We beat them by 30 on their home floor. And Noah just starts laughing. No, what are you laughing about, dude? This is a great moment. Like, this is a serious time. And he's like, we're a bunch of, like, nobodies. <laughs> And we're beating everybody's, right? Like, and I smiled. I'm like, okay, cool. And I went back to eating my pizza. And it was kind of true. If you look at our roster, okay, on paper before coming into the program, we were no different than any other team that I think has ever been in the school, you know? Um, maybe. Maybe maybe we were different. Maybe we were special. What made us unique, what made us special as a group for year, you know, year after year was a couple things. And, and I'm going to say something I think – might be controversial, but if I, if I back it up with, with logic, maybe it will make sense to people. If you ask BYU fans and if you ask people that have been around this program and like BYU hoops, and if you said, hey, who is the most important guy you know, to the BYU program, most people are going to say who? Dave Rose. Okay, Dave Rose as a coach. What about as a player? Right now? No, in the, in the program in the Dave Rose era. Who's the like? Who's oh, the Jimmer? Jimmer, you think of Jimmer, Jimmer right? Jimmer Fredette, yeah. You think of Jimmer Fredette, okay? And James Taft. <laughs> that's right. Um, son of Albert the Earl. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, in in my mind, having played in the program, uh, BYU having won two or three conference championships, two conference championships before Jimmer's even a, really a part of the program, and then one before he's a starter. So so three conference championships before Jimmer's a starter. Um, I say the most important player in the Dave Rose era is Lee Kamard. Wow. Okay, but here's why. Lee established a mentality of personal sacrifice for team gain. Okay, he established that. Two generations, so to speak, after Lee leaves the program, it lingers in all of us. But if you go back and watch year after year after year, Lee is kind of the general that um, makes it a cool thing to be a team guy. 
um, in Lee's final speech to the team, he said, guys, you know, I hope that I did a good job of this. I hope I did a good job playing for the BYU on the jersey and not the Camard on my jersey. And I think he did a good job of that. So um, you look at all the conference championships and the times that we played, you know, we, we were winning conference championships. There was a tone set there by Lee Camard. Jimmer was a beneficiary of that. And so um, Jimmer took it to new heights um, from personal success. Jimmer set a new standard, unprecedented, awesome stuff. Um, but for BYU to get back to championship basketball, it's not what did Jimmer do. It's what led all those teams to championships. Let's do that. And what were those things, in your opinion? Uh, so possession after possession, making one, two, three, four extra passes. Diving on the floor for every loose ball. Tightening things up defensively um, so that no one ever gets a wide-open shot. They don't have to, you don't have to block every shot. In fact, BYU doesn't want you to block every shot, but they want you to contest every shot. Um, those are little things. Uh, those are things where you have to be on top of yourself in an incredible way in order to, to get that done. And so um, I, I think everyone would say, yes, we have such high expectations for this young team. But they need to learn how to do the little things at the college level. And, uh, and, and that takes, guess what? The coaching staff is preaching it all day long every day. What it takes is some leadership on the court to say, I'm buying in. And then all of a sudden it becomes the cool thing to do and everybody buys in. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll bring up a game, okay? So um, my senior year, we beat Fresno at Fresno. Um, they got an NBA uh, guy who's now an NBA all-star, uh, who was playing for Fresno at the time? Okay. Paul George. Paul yeah. George. Yeah. Okay. And he wasn't the only talented player on the team. On paper, they were much more talented than us. But we were at their gym, and we beat them at their gym. I scored zero points. Okay. And after the game, it's like, Chris, what's wrong with you? You didn't contribute. I'm like, okay. What was the shooting percentage of their post players while I was guarding them? Not when I was in help side, but while I was guarding them. Zero percent. Okay. I'm the only person that cared about that stat after the game, by the way, and during the game. But you have to have guys who don't care about what other people see and what other people perceive and what other people think. They have to know their job and know their role um, and know what it takes to win. And, uh, you know, we, we had – I'm not the only guy, obviously. You know, I, I think in order to win championships, conference championships, you need four or five or six leaders on your team. Lamont Morgan Jr., guy that, that I played with, that uh, didn't get a ton of credit, didn't get a ton of recognition, but day in and day out, the guy was a leader, you know? And uh, you need guys like that because guess what? When, when he stepped on the court, when he took a shot, when I took a shot, it was a high percentage shot, and guys that uh, and, and we moved the ball to get guys open shots uh, on the game as a whole. And so you need a lot of leaders. It doesn't come from one uh, Kyle Collinsworth-type player. Guess what? You, you need your, your, your guys who um, don't necessarily take all the shots, don't necessarily get all the rebounds or have all the cool plays. You need them to be just as important as the guys who, who get the, the fame and the glory. Chris Miles with us in Studio B, a guy that won at Fresno State, and he won at every Mountain West Conference gym that he played in. Some serious road wins right there. What I'm gathering from all of this is sacrifice the individual skill talent for the team good. You brought up Lee Kamard. When you look at this year's roster... Everybody talks about L.J. Rose, the senior graduate transfer from Baylor in Houston. He's, he's a leader. But who else can do that? Who else do you envision doing that for BYU that's a great individual player that could focus less on that per se and worry more about the team like Lee Kamar did? Sure. 
I'm trying to get a, as far away from that idea and that thought process as possible because, again, it takes the whole team. So I say everybody, you know, and like, it, is that a bad answer? No, <laughs> that's what it takes. Um, after, after our 30 win season, um, guys who almost got more recognition than me were guys from the practice team. So in, in, our, in our team banquet, um, as we're winning conference championships, those guys are getting credit. Those guys are appreciated. Um, and, and that might seem weird, but guess what? Like, those guys are the ones preparing you for the game. It starts, in a way, with them. That might sound weird. It might sound weird, but, I mean, I, I have, uh, I have years af- year, year after year after year of saying this is what happened, so I believe in it. I have faith in it. I trust it. Um, and so that's what, that's what guys have to buy into. You know, um, I'll tell you a story from, from my junior year. Okay, Lee Kamard's a senior. I'm a junior, and I've highlighted Lee. And so um, we were on the road somewhere, and this guy walks up to me, and he's like, hey, you guys are BYU? Yeah, I went to BYU. Oh, cool. How's it going? Yeah, I'm doing great. Hey, I just want to tell you something. Okay. This is me. I'm saying, okay, what do you want to tell me? Um, he's like, how do you like playing with Lee? I'm like, I love playing with Lee. The guy's a great guy, great teammate. Um, as a person and as a teammate, I love him. Um, and he's like, well, let me tell you something. He's no Danny Ainge. <laughs> I was like, okay. Thank you. I, I appreciate, you know, that is important for me. I didn't, you know, in my mind as he's talking, and I do the thing that you see on, on, in movies where guys' mouths are talking and then you get to see what's going on in the head of the person. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, light a match or change your diaper because this is stinky, man. Like, we're, we're winning conference championships and, and you, you, this is the point that you want to make, right? And that's kind of how I feel um, about not everybody, but the perception of some people watching the program. Uh, let me contrast this team with my freshman year. Okay, my freshman year, we were 9-21. and 21. The, the roster, as far as your seniors and your juniors and your sophomores and your freshmen and the percentage of each class was very similar to this year. Okay? We were 9-21. and 21. And one of the problems, and this is going to seem like kind of a strange problem, but one of the problems that Coach Rose has is he's too consistent. He's so good that his teams don't ever get to really experience what it's like to be a loser. Now, my freshman year under a different head coach, and I'm not blaming Coach Cleave, we were inexperienced. It's on us, right? It's on us. Um, we only win nine games, and we lose something like 13 or 14 games by a total of 20 points. Okay, Ooh, so I, I remember it was really close. So we're like, we're like 10 baskets away from being a 20-win team. Okay? <laughs> and everybody's like, this is the worst year ever. These guys are awful. Um, and really... We were. We lost, okay? Um, on paper, every L hurts, right? It, it's, it's carved into you. Um, but but we, were, we were 10 baskets away from being a 21 team and, and being okay. The BYU football team feels the pain a little bit. Right? Sure, yeah. From this yeah. It's a real thing, right? And so for me as a freshman, what the, the decision that I made was it's never happening again, Okay. If I, have to, if I have to run our test, the rest of this conference and everybody that comes into the Merit Center, that's what I'm going to do. You're talking on the court, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, <Jeremy. laughs> Just to be clear. Yes, Jeremy. Yeah. yeah. And I never jumped into the, into the, into the stands and punched, you know. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but, but you have to put your foot down. And the, the most convenient time to put your foot down is when someone just stepped on your throat. And these guys have never experienced that. Okay, they don't know what it's like to lose. This, is, this whole thing is new to them. The environment is new to them. And then the idea of this is more competitive than they've ever had before because they've been so good. Dave Rose has been so good, and the players on this team have been so good that, that you, you have to get to a point where your back's against the wall and you say, I'm winning this fight. 
And, uh, and that's a hard thing to create when you're good, right? When you're good and you're comfortable, that's a hard thing to create. So, yeah. Chris, great stuff, man. Thank you. We should do this again soon. Have me back on, guys. Okay. <laughs> do it, yeah. You're the, you're the tallest guest we've had on here in a long time. <laughs> By far. Thanks for coming in, man. Thanks, guys. Oh, let's have to sign the flag. Maybe oh, we'll absolutely. With Yoli. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you can compete with Yoli and Eric yeah. for a tallest signature up there. Yoli signed it way up there. Chris Miles sign at the bottom to be the foundation for all this? Should I do that? Yeah, Yeah. let's do it. I like the logic of that. (laughs) Up next, BYU head coach, gymnastics guard Young joins us. But first, our head-to-head going for two picks. BYU Sports Station brought to you in part by BYU Dining Services, chef-driven, student-powered. Welcome back, sports friends Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Doing our thing in Radio Vision on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We're also on demand anytime, anywhere. If you missed our last guest. I'm trying, to fan, I'm trying to fan it down over here. Hot well, takes. It's pretty hot. From 6'11", Chris Miles, former BYU Jeez. basketball player. Who does he think is the best BYU hot player over here. Man. in the 11, now 12-year Dave Rose era? Hint, it wasn't Jimmer Fredette. I loved Sam Burgess, too. No, just kidding. It wasn't Sam Burgess. Download the podcast, <laughs> Unique Takes, and his call-out to this year's BYU team about what they need to do to fix things on the road. And as he told us, he's a guy that won in every Mountain West Conference gym. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I wonder if there were some dudes in the 80s. Like, maybe he meant the Mountain West era. Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, That's what yeah, he yeah, meant. Yeah, yeah. He was the first BYU yeah, guy to win sure. in every Mountain West road gym. Sure, great. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's, that's notable. Uh, women's Hoops uh, plays Utah. No, they don't play Utah State. They play Pacific. That they do. Wow. Now, women's gymnastics is against Utah State. Yeah, that's coming up. Uh, women's Hoops plays Pacific tomorrow afternoon, 4 Eastern, BYU TV, BYU Radio. They just got a big win uh, at Pepperdine. They made 11 threes in the first Good uh, grief. First half. Yeah, we'll talk more about that in just a second. But first, a reminder, the BYU men's basketball is coming off a 99-70 dominant win against Pepperdine, and they broke a record, well, one individual in doing so. Emery up for a three. Got it! And with that shot, Emery extends his streak to 29 games with a made three-pointer. That's the most in school history. It took Nick Emery exactly one three-point attempt last night to make that happen. Most consecutive games with a three, passing the great Jimmer Fredette. 29 consecutive, as Dave McCann just told us. BYU at Pacific, 6 Eastern. Why is Dave Rose stressed after a 29-point win? You can hear that on the podcast as well. Hear from the coach and the concern in his voice, what goes into that. It was also a crazy night from behind the three-point line for the ladies. Thinks about pulling up, instead gives it to Broadhead. Broadhead over to Chase. Three-point attempt for BYU. And another three-pointer made for BYU. 11 in the first half, as I mentioned, 14 overall. The Cougars beat Pepperdine on the road, 73-47. As mentioned, BYU plays Pacific tomorrow for Eastern BYU TV, BYU Radio. ESPN draft expert Mel Kuyper gives BYU running back Jamal Williams a third-round grade, calling him the eighth-best running back prospect in the NFL draft. He also mentioned Harvey Longy and safety Kai Nakua as late-round possibilities. And the number 3 uh, BYU men's volleyball team beat 14th ranked CSUN in four sets in the Federation opener for the Cougars. They've now won four in a row, by the way. In the Matadome, Ben Patch led the Cougars 16 kills, seven digs to play again tonight. 10 Eastern after that four-set win for the Cougars. We just scored a touchdown with the first 35 minutes of the show. And we're going for two! 
Can you predict the future? These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. All right, we tried something new yesterday with our going for two picks. Yes, we did. A head-to-head version, meaning Jeremy and I both took a specific side of two different options so that there could only be one winner in each of those picks. It was new. It was fun. And a lot of you were paying attention, including at Tyler Lawson 9, who said... Watching Jerem Jordan smirk at Spencer underscore Linton after Lamond Murray made his 20th point was my highlight of the game. And that was our number one <laughs> statistic that we went head-to-head on. Lamond Murray will score more or less than 20-plus. Jerem said more, I said less. It was weird there for a I minute got in the second half, right? Jerem got it. Yeah, I got it. I being Jerem. Yeah. If well, you're listening, you're like, who's, who's I? Yeah, I did smirk. Idea. You said about six seats, eh, eight seats to my left. Well, I smirked at you for about five minutes because he took four or five shots yeah. that didn't go in yeah. when he had 19 points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, had not, he was sitting on 19 for a while, but with five 19 left in the game. I was hoping that Marty Wilson, the head coach of Pepperdine, would pull him out of the game. I'm like, pull him out, pull him out. I sent Marty a pull text. I was like, dude, I need him. To get I, need, point, I need him to score one more basket. Get him 20. Yeah, pretty funny stuff. The second head-to-head going for two. BYU will shoot more than 50% from the field. I said they would do that. And I was right. And Jeremy was wrong. Yeah. Uh, BYU got off to a terrible start. Six for 18. And I was like, oh, no. 19. And then they made, and then 12, they made 12 shots in a row. Shots. And then they stayed over 50% the rest of the game. Dear Braden Shaw, Stephen Bale, and Colby Lafeson. Just, why, why are you in fifth gear at the end of the game, man? Because they, it matters, Jeremy. Because they're ballers. It matters. That's why. One for Jerem, one for me. Cost me a going for two. Which makes me 25 and 31 overall. Still two behind. Now first place Jerem Jordan, 27 and 29. So we are not going head-to-head for the game against Pacific tomorrow. Yeah, no head-to-head. So we'll just pick whatever we want. So hopefully Jerem goes over two and I get both of mine. That could happen, but it's not. (laughs) Tomorrow against Pacific, number one for me. BYU will shoot 43% or better. Why that specific number? Because the Cougars haven't been great on the road overall. They're shooting 42.8% on the road. I think BYU will be 43% or better in a win against Pacific. And number two, Pacific will score 67 points or less on their home floor. They average 68 per game. Generally, teams score more on their home floor because they're comfortable, right? Pacific scores 67 or less in that dungeon. <laughs> Number one for me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Number one, BYU will win by 10-plus. This is a big margin given you, the way BYU's played on the road. Do you want to go with a BYU will win by any number plus? BYU will win the game. Would that be bold <laughs> enough for you? No, that would not given be Given the bold fact enough. they're 1-2 on the hey, road? 10-plus is good. As long as it's not 17-plus, which you did against San Diego, okay. All right. I didn't miss a single shot or a defensive assignment against San Diego. I want to make that clear. <laughs> Neither did Chris Miles. And Elijah Bryant will score 10-plus. What? Elijah Bryant? He's averaging 5.8 in games away from Provo this season. Only 5.8. I hope you get that one. So 10-plus. Because that would be good for BYU. Isn't crazy, right? I hope you get that one because that means good things for BYU and their bench scoring. It's hilarious that we're like, BYU at Pacific, look out. That's hilarious to me. Like, laughable. But that's that's the way BYU's played on the road. But it's fair, right? It's fair to this situation. My number one aim with this. Program because okay. BYU at LMU and at San Diego was whoa, 
Better be careful at LMU and at San Diego. I still can't figure out why BYU in the Mountain West on the road is so different than BYU on the road in the WCC. I don't have an answer for that, like dinosaurs, among other things. Going for two picks brought to you by BYU Dining Services, chef-driven, student-powered. Our Twitter question, what's your one piece of advice for BYU hoops tomorrow? At Pacific, at Kugbaka Turn the lights says, up. That's what I say. take nothing for granted. Hashtag everyone competes, along with what Chris Miles just told us in Studio B. It's true. Just, just Yeah, there needs to be really high energy. I think that BYU is on high alert. The desperation yes. factor has set in. Yes, you can't lose at San Diego a week before and be like, no, 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 we got this. There, there is a level of desperation that I think will urge BYU to be better than they would be. Remember a few weeks ago, uh, BYU made some changes. Uh, Post-UVU loss, we saw some defensive changes. I think some of that's cool, kind of faded away a little bit, little bit. I think BYU gets back to them. At BYU Kiki just Dean. beat Pacific by 29. Why wouldn't they win on the road? They should. You can't lose to a team you just beat by 29. That's crazy talk. BYU's given an 80-plus percent chance, according to team rankings. It was 99 for game. UVU. So I just, I, I know we mentioned that. It was 99 for Utah Valley. <sighs> Got to win. Up next, BYU broadcast journalism graduate and the head coach of BYU women's gymnastics, Guard Young. What was that broadcast career all about? And also, what are his expectations for his team in his second year as the coach? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton hanging out with Jerem Jordan live in Studio B. Your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. You can watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Coming up tonight at 9 Eastern time, Spencer Linton will change into a suit and have a tie because gymnastics is uh, competing with Utah State 9 Eastern time, BYU TV tonight. Last week, we saw the Cougars take on Utah. This week, Utah State. So gymnastics on display on Friday nights on BYU TV. i got to put my best foot forward with the tie and the suit, right? Yeah, and if you haven't watched gymnastics before, I've said this, you need to watch. It's a fun TV experience. If you're local and you want to come in person, do that as well. Uh, a few years ago, I called the, the competitions, the meets, and it was a lot of fun. I didn't know anything about gymnastics, and then I became a fan. It's one of my favorite things to do as a live broadcaster. No joke. You're, you're more of the narrator, whereas the analyst is more of the play-by-play. Yes. It's kind of different. Honestly, I, I feel like a fan a lot of the time. You just kind of watch, and you're like, hey, that was sweet. That's, no, I Hopefully can't, the analyst will describe what just yeah, happened. I can't do those <laughs> 75 things that we just saw. Yeah, and that, that girl would, could beat me up. She's <laughs> much stronger than I am. Right. Joining us now in Studio B to preview tonight's BYU-Utah State Gymnastics meet is the head coach of BYU Women's Gymnastics, Guard Young Guard. Nice to have you yeah. back. Yeah, coach. Yes, good to be back, guys. We learned something about you, uh, and it deals with our arena you studied broadcast journalism yeah. at BYU. Yeah, in fact, uh, before you guys were even here, before this building was even built, and had BYU Broadcast Building been here, who knows where I would have been. Don't think I would be coaching. I think you made the right choice, though. Like, <laughs> you're, you've had a meaningful life. I've just worked really hard. Are you, are you <laughs> saying our lives have no meaning, Jerem? <laughs> we'll discuss later. What, uh, did you take classes in the, uh, was it in the HVAC at the time, the Harris oh, Fine Arts Center? Yeah, so my first semester at BYU, they broke ground at that new library. And so for four years, I walked around, we called it the pit. Yeah. They literally dug down, I think, a thousand feet. And, I had to, and we were in the HVAC. So I was running from Smithfield House to HVAC, back mm. to Smithfield House, back to HVAC. And it, it was a good way to get some cardio in, I think, uh, for my training. But and then the day I left BYU, they dedicated the, the library. So, in your honor, 
Well, if you ever want to pursue the broadcast journalism, you know a couple of people that think they know a thing or two. (laughs) (laughs) Guard Young with us, the gymnastics coach for BYU. By the way, last week against Utah when I was watching the meet, it was really fun to watch your celebrations and your reactions for the hits and sticks that you you see your athletes perform. Um, do you do you critique and re- and review yourself on film at, like you do your girls? No, I I get into it. I mean, every time that they're going, it's like I'm back in the arena of competition. So you know, I just get caught up in the moment. I think um, I'm kind of finding myself. You know, I mean, year two now, and so you know. If you watch me on the vault, you know, I'm standing behind them uh-huh. and I'm going to be like a human body bag. I'll just catch them if they're flying. <laughs> at me. And the reason is, is because if I'm not, then one of my other athletes is going to do it and, you know, things happen. So sure. let me take the blows. And then uh, bars is primarily the event that I coach. So I'm at every turn, every handstand, every landing. I'm like living it with the. I girls. love it, and then and then I kind of settle down. You know that balance beam is one that I never did. I have a hard time watching, so I've kind of picked up like you know our little camera, and I'll do the film. I'll, I'll do the film in, and I'll just sit in the background and and let my other coaches kind of run the show from there. So I, I kind of you know find in my place a little bit. Emotionally, how does it compare to when you were the gymnast versus now the coach? It's way you- harder as a coach. Yeah, way harder. Why is that? Yeah. You don't have any control. You know, as an athlete, you had control. So it's hard. Mm. Yeah, to watch them go out and perform because yeah. they practice and train so hard. But when, when it comes time for the event, you got to let your athletes do their thing. Yeah, one shot. You have it. one shot. And we've referenced that a couple of times during the live meets. It's like, look, you practice so hard, and now you've got a number of seconds to try and make it happen. What have you learned about your team and their ability to compete with those one shots, per se, uh, through the first two meets of the season? Yeah, I mean, we're a young team this year. We have eight freshmen. Um, so we lost some, you know, key figures. Mackenzie Halliday and Emily Vidmar were just huge, you know, key consistent players for us. So I'm really happy with the freshmen, how they st- stepped up. Um, you know, Shannon Hortman's a local girl, um, has just come in, uh, been back-to-back play- conference player for us uh, in the all-around. Um, Jill Van Mierlo really struggled with a foot injury all last year. She's back in the all-around. So we're getting some key players back. Uh, they're learning a lot, and, and we're a young team. Like I said, we only have one senior on the team. So, you know, I'm even thinking that, you know, looking forward even for next year, going, oh, man, we're going to start loading this here pretty soon. Um, but I'm real happy for them. We always don't, fi- we don't think about scores or, you know, the- gymnastics, there's no offense, there's no defense. No matter what they do, you know, it's not going to affect what we do. We, we just go out and, and we try to be BYU. Um, we try to keep it light and, and, and fun. I don't think, you know, being, you know, uptight and rigid is a good way to approach a gymnastics meet. So, uh, you know, before we went out to, to Penn State, I felt like the pressure was mounting. And so I grabbed the girls and we ran them into the racquetball courts and I had water balloons. I said, okay, you're going to have water balloons at each other for an hour. And that was practice for the day. So awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. We need so, to do that. In I, here. I would recommend it. So <laughs> that's, that's one of the best awesome. things I've ever heard from a coach to release stress. Ever. Oh my goodness! Uh, BYU fans watch are watching the men's basketball team. They have a lot of freshmen and sophomores. You talked about some of the youth of your team. What, what's it like coaching kind of a younger group as you try and you want to be successful now, but you're also building a program in year two. 
Uh, what a, what's great having about you know young young kids in is they're just like so eager to follow anything. They're just like little puppy dogs. Like uh huh uh huh uh huh. What's hard is is that senior leadership, and I think that's something that we're missing this year. Um, some of the juniors are stepping up. Uh, Brittany Wild has uh, been great. I guess it's Haas now. Brittany Haas has been great as as a captain and a and a, and a quiet leader on the team. So um, you know, like I said, just moving forward, I'm I'm looking to see some of these girls step into those leadership roles as the season goes on and then even on to next year three for me utah state in provo tonight you talked about competing against yourself there's no offense no defense so how much does the head-to-head really matter when you look at this meet specifically utah state tonight well i i i'm a very competitive person i you know just leave me alone for an hour after any loss and um so i can kind of digest it but you know, this is a team that you know, they're a good team. Um, they kind of slipped up their first meet out, and we're like, okay, you know, Utah State. I think we got them, and then they they hit a great mark last weekend. So I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's it's going to come down to what I always say to you guys. You know, hits and sticks. Yeah. You know, count, hits and sticks, baby. How many sticks do they get? How many sticks do we get? How many hit routines do they have? That's what it's going to come down to. It's going to be a shootout. They're a great team. We match up well with them, um, and we're gunning for them. We're not we're not pulling people back. We're going to gun for them. Does your silver Olympic silver medal have dust on it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Time to polish that thing. Yeah, off. we need to dust it off. Will you bring it in one? Hey, wait one, a second. We, we had like Olympics like this summer. Where was the invitation to come in? And, That's you true. Know. Do you want to come in in August? <laughs> a few months ago. A vast oversight on our part. Listen, in your uh, in four years, we'll bring you in. That's a promise. <laughs> All right. That's a promise. All right. From Switzerland. <laughs> Uh, you, if, if I'm still here, <laughs> they haven't fired me yet. So, oh no, no guard guard Young doing good things for BYU women's gymnastics. Your last name's Young at BYU. You'll be fine. <laughs> Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for the coach yeah. and for your team tonight to go and perform well against Utah State. Um, you wore the number ten on your uniforms last week. Will that be on the same case tonight? No, we're gonna we got our, our last year jersey that we came out with. Um, which is more the blue and navy, uh, the white and navy, and the sparkles and the swirls. A- again, this okay. is not my element here. Okay. <laughs> um, Are you going to wear some sparkles tonight? You know, the, the, the uniform that we unveiled last weekend was kind of a throwback jersey look. It's cool. And uh, we've got a lot of mixed reactions. I liked it. And and we're going to stick with it. So yeah, it was a shout out to like it was like the the idea of competing for the for perfect ten. Yeah, exactly. Really cool. I love it. Guard, it's great to have you with us, man. We apologize for not having you on during the Olympic run. Yeah, I feel bad now. <laughs> <laughs> Hits and sticks, baby. Hits and sticks. Yeah, we missed on that one. We fell on that That's one. All right. All right. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, everything else you need to know with the Cougar Whip Around, including Jamal Williams' draft grade from ESPN's Mel Kuyper. Hits and sticks. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Hits and sticks. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Beat Pepperdine 99-70. to The Cougars decided not to take a shot at the last second to rub it in and score 100. That the was fans a good were move. going crazy. Guns, get... Nick Emery broke Jimmer Fredette's record of most consecutive games with three-pointer. 29. That's awesome. BYU plays tomorrow at Pacific, 6 Eastern time on BYU Radio. Women's basketball. Ladies played a fantastic game at Pepperdine last night. They were up 35-9 to at one point Ooh. in the first half. Thanks to 11 First half, three-pointers at 14 in the game. BYU 
trying to make it another win tomorrow at home against Pacific for Eastern. They're in a tie for first place with Gonzaga. Listen on BYU Radio. Watch it on BYU TV. Cougars in the NFL. Mo Williams hopes to be soon. ESPN draft expert Mel Kuyper gives him a third-round grade, listing him as the eighth-best running back prospect in the NFL draft. He also mentioned Harvey Lange and Kai Nakua as late-round possibilities. And good luck to Kyle Van Noy, but not the Patriots, per se, who will play in the AFC Championship game this week. Volleyball. Number three, BYU rallied past 14th-ranked CSUN in four sets in the Federation opener in the Matadome. Ben Patch led the Cougars with 16 kills and seven digs. Two teams play again tonight at 10 Eastern. Football. Multiple potential BYU football recruits playing in the Polynesian Bowl tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN3. Signing day coming up in about uh, 12 days. Some of them are apparently going to announce their verbal commitments. Oh, let's go. They need to sign. Gymnastics. BYU Gymnastics opens conference competition against in-state rival Utah State tonight, 9 Eastern, live on BYU TV. Guard Young just joined us. It's all about hits and sticks. Cougars overseas. Tyler Haas had 10 points and 3 re- rebounds yesterday in a win for Anvil Václovic in Poland. Tennis. Men's team in California to take on number 18 Stanford tomorrow at Forster. What's the men's team ranked? Are they ranked? Crack and Bill. Uh, they're at the Air Force Indoor in Colorado Springs. Uh, continue, it started yesterday, continues through tomorrow. Cougars in the PGA. Zach Blair is currently five under through six holes, tied for 21st, and Daniel Summerhays is three over through six, tied for 140th in the second round of the Career Builder Challenge. Jerem? Swimming and diving. And the Cougars face the Utes tomorrow, beginning at 1 Eastern time in Salt Lake at, as a part of the Deseret First Duel. Just beat the Utes. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who gets it, Jerem? Women's hoops, 11 threes in the first half. Also, Nick Emery passing Jim Fredette and anything. That's awesome. Our Twitter question today, what's your one piece of advice for BYU men's basketball tomorrow at Pacific? Our elite tweet of the day from at the Brentar 14. Defense, the basketball equivalent of you blitz all night. Let them remember forever the night they played the Cougars. Coach Yost. Very nice. Thanks to Chris Miles. Don't get no blood on my dude. Okay. Guard Young and everyone on our crew. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Show on demand. Download the podcast on iTunes for Jeremiah Spencer. Shout out to Kirk Davidson. Hits and sticks, Jeremy. Hits and sticks, bro.